right, we're back on One True Podcast. Um, with me, as always, is John Werner. How, Johnny, how are we doing today? Rise. It's good to have Randy here. Yeah, let me introduce Randy. Randy Peterson of the uh, Des Moines Register. Uh, Randy, you've had a, quite a good run there at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, Des Moines. Uh, you know, uh, we were just talking about it. Uh, since 1972, that's a pretty good run, especially in this business. Especially in this climate. Yeah, you're exactly right. This journalistic climate that we're in. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. I started, I started when I was a junior at Drake University. So, um, wow. yeah, I, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty happy with, with the way this, this has gone for me so far. I, I feel good. Um, you know, and I see a lot of different things. I get to go to a lot of different places and, you know, we've got that job. We've got that job that everybody says, Oh my gosh, I want your job. I want to have your job, you know? And I guess I was like that for my first, I don't know, however many years, but, but once you get into this business, you sit there and say, Oh my gosh. Um, I, I, you know, with all the, the layoffs that have gone on and, and newspaper closures and mergings and, and, uh, you know, overtime football games and basketball games and late starts and social media. Um, yeah. So we have to be resilient and I guess that's a credit to all of us. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, well, again, appreciate you jumping on with us. Um, so guys, you know, for Baylor following three, I would say, afterthought opponents wouldn't you say that john <laughs> uh yeah i would say they haven't played the strong part of their schedule yeah they take a dramatic uh climb up in the schedule this week when uh the 14th ranked iowa state cyclones come to waco both of these teams are coming off i would say extremely impressive wins uh Last week in Las Vegas, the Cyclones dismantled uh, UNLV 48-3. to And Baylor opened up Big 12 play <clears throat> with a 45-7 thumping of Kansas. Um, so the Cyclones are a touchdown favorite in this game. I mean, obviously we expect uh, Iowa State to be the favorite as the ranked team. But um, how vulnerable do you guys think that Matt Campbell's team might be to an upset? and? And you see Baylor pulling that off. Uh, Brandy, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I don't know whether Iowa State's vulnerable to an upset. They've, they've had a couple eye openings in the Northern Iowa game, which was 16 to 10. And in the Iowa game, which Iowa, Iowa is pretty darn good um, in losing that game by whatever it was, 17 points or 10 or whatever, whatever the score was in that game. So, Iowa State's had had its had its eyes open, and um, especially Brock Purdy, who was benched in the fourth quarter of the of the Iowa game, with supposedly with technically the game still still in doubt. Iowa State trailed by just seventeen points, and and Matt Campbell had had um, seen enough of what what Brock was doing, and it wasn't going anywhere with him, so he took him out to took him out just so he could clear his head and, and put in a, a freshman, a redshirt freshman and, and played pretty well, but yeah. So I think Iowa state's had its eyes open. So I, as far as vulnerable for an upset, I guess, I guess that's always possible, especially 
especially on the road and especially at Waco. Um, but there will be tents, I hear. So that's <laughs> <laughs> indeed. I don't know whether you guys are all familiar with the tent, the tent gate controversy that was yeah. up here at least about 2019. But yeah, so anyway, so that I would say we'll have that going for them. They'll have some shade on the sidelines. <laughs> nobody tailgates like iowa state in the big 12 anyway so that's phenomenal yeah yeah uh, yeah bryce uh i think an upset is possible but this like you mentioned before this will be a huge step up in competition for baylor i don't think they've seen a team nearly this physical or or even this talented i i don't think baylor will be intimidated by them uh, they played them really well up in Ames last year. It came down to the last minute. Mike Rose intercepted a Charlie Brewer pass in the end zone to, to clinch the win for Iowa State. So I don't think they'll be intimidated by the Cyclones. I think they'll be excited to play them. I, I give them a slight chance of an upset, but, you know, like you mentioned, this is a big step up in competition. Yeah, I'd say it's the litmus test thus far, at least for, for Baylor. We're gonna We're about to find out you know, just how improved they are. If uh, To me, if they're in the game, you know, in the fourth quarter, I, I feel like that's a really good sign for Baylor going forward. And, um, you know, even if they lose this game, you know, just the fact that you're coming off a two-win season and, and you're trending up, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, bodes well for Baylor. I, I feel like they're going to be back in a bowl game this year and um, – you know, obviously a win over Iowa State would certainly help that, but but I don't I don't look at this as a make or break game for Baylor. So, Randy, you talked about the Cyclones, but um, you know the expectations for this Iowa State team were were kind of sky high entering the season. Um, you know, actually got some votes from the media for for a Big Twelve favorite. Um, a lot of people predicted you know, Iowa State to challenge Oklahoma for that Big 12 title. With the loss to Iowa, did that dampen any uh, of the enthusiasm around this program? No, it did not. <clears throat> Iowa State never beats Iowa. <laughs> Campbell never beats Iowa. So so life goes on. Um, but, um, yeah, no, it, it didn't dampen any of, any of the enthusiasm um, for Iowa State because I, I, Iowa State fans – look at, at what happened in that game. Iowa State turned the ball over four times. It turned the ball over four times in that game, and, and a couple of them resulted in – one of them was a scoop and score, for example. So, I mean, yeah, the way Iowa State lost that game. So, no, Iowa State's expectations, given the fact that that, that darn near every starter – darn not just starter, the whole depth chart, almost the whole depth chart – Return from a team that went to its first New Year's Six game last year, that played in the that that actually beat Oklahoma during the regular season, lost against the Sooners in the Big Twelve Championship game, but but pretty well beat Oregon, an Oregon team now in, in the Fiesta Bowl, an Oregon team now that's 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 right up there in the in the national polls. So, and Brock Purdy coming back, and Brees Hall coming back, and the best offensive line in school history. Um, a, a defense that is, and we may get into that later, but a defense that that is the best overall defense in the nation, going against the one of the best rushing teams in the nation on Saturday. By the way, that'll be kind of interesting. But um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't think that the expectations were too high. And I think Iowa State could still live up to those expectations. Losing the Iowa game, yeah, that took some luster off of potential college football playoffs. Because if you lose early in the season, if you're in Iowa State, for example, and lose early in the season, it's going to be hard to get back up into the college football ratings. But it's certainly to be able to contend with Oklahoma for the Big 12 title, that's still out there. Yeah. Well, they got to get sick of losing to, to the Hawkeyes. <laughs> I mean, that much is true for sure. I mean, uh, like you said, it seems like Iowa always has their number. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And, and you know, I, I don't know why that is because those games have been close. Um, I just, I think if, if once Matt Campbell beats Kirk, I think, I think that, <laughs> that, you know, that's maybe that will start something, but I've covered Iowa. I covered Iowa for a, a way lot of years too. Um, so, and I know how Iowa feels about that game. And I know how Iowa state feels about the Iowa, Iowa state game. So, so yeah, it's, it's just that, that Iowa state, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what it is. It, it's, it's just one of those, one of those things, I guess. Yeah. John sounds like those days when Baylor played A&M, doesn't it? Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they just need to stop playing each other, Iowa and Iowa State. That's what Baylor and A&M did. Yeah, that, that was a, a long time losing for Baylor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, t- speaking back of the Bears again, so, Johnny, uh, Baylor's defense only gave up 166 yards last week against Kansas. Um, granted, it's Kansas. But we've talked a lot, you know, so far this season about the Bears' uh, dramatic improvement in the running game. Randy just referenced that. Um, you know, the, the better offensive line play, that's been a big key to the, to the running game improvement. But it's still the defense that's kind of the strength of this team, right? Yeah, I think you would say that just because of their experience. Uh, they had 10 starters back, so, you know, that's a lot of guys back. I think they've played well so far. They've created some turnovers in some games. Uh, safety, JT Woods, uh, he's got a fumble and an interception return for touchdowns. So they've been opportunistic. The thing they haven't really had yet, though, is a pass rush. And, uh, you know, they were really counting on uh, Apu Eka to uh, help supply that. He's got half a tackle this year. He's got mm. an assist. Uh, Jacob Gall, their center, had one more tackle than Apu <laughs> last week. And that was because he got a tackle on a fumble. Oh, well, that, that's not a stat you really want to see. No. Um, they've got to improve there. They, uh, they, their pressure has come mostly from like safeties and linebackers blitzing. So they've got to get better at that in the Big 12. But otherwise, yeah, their, their linebackers are tremendous. Uh, Matt Jones has really come along. Uh, obviously, Terrell Bernard and Dylan Doyle were outstanding coming into the year. Matt's come along and really helped them. Their their DBs have been really good. But uh, th- that defensive line has to get better. Yeah. Yeah, with, you know, the proliferation of running the ball in the Big 12 that's kind of going on right now and a, a lot of really good defenses, I mean – Randy, does it feel like the '70s all over again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. I, I this morning I was looking at the at the Baylor statistics, and I, I'm sitting there and, and <coughs> excuse me, 
I'm looking at um, number one rush offense, 321 yards a game. I mean, is, is that a, a misprint? I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's like how many years ago? I, it wasn't long ago when Baylor was just running, passing the ball all over the field. Um, two Baylor backs are in the top, whatever, the top four of the rushers. And, and with Brees Hall sitting down there at number nine, so, so yeah, um, there is something going on in the, in the, in the big 12 right now. Um, it's, it's, I, it's, I don't know. It, it, I was, I was thinking that, gosh, does it remind me of the big 10? Probably not, probably not that stuff shirt quite yet, as far as <laughs> offenses are concerned, but, um, you know, my gosh, I, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You better be able to play defense in the big 12, you know, so much for people, over the years that that have said that uh, Big 12 teams don't play defense. Well, the Big 12 is coming back, like you guys said, coming back to reality, coming back to the norm, coming back to the way other teams play, and it's with you know more balance instead of whatever 70% passing and and 30% running. So yeah, it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see the the, the change that's going on. Yeah. Hey you guys, I just wanted to mention. Baylor's already got more rushing yards than they did all of last year. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, they were terrible the last year. They were terrible last year. They had 813 rushing yards. They didn't have one 100-yard performance. They've already had five already this year. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good stat. Jeff Grimes yeah. has uh, made a difference as the new OC for sure. Here, let me let me reciprocate. Iowa State is – I it, it, in. And since 2001, Iowa State's had just four 1-0 Big 12 records. So, okay. there you go. There you go. That's and two of those have been bad. against Kansas. <laughs> season openers against Kansas. Yeah, so. we, can, we can start writing our notebooks right now. for the. <laughs> oh, boom, exactly. <laughs> Here's the other good thing from a sports writer's per- perspective about the, uh, the rise of the running game. Hey, man, that's deadline friendly. We like running game. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Dude, I – dude. Dude, the UNLV game last week started at 9.30 Central Time. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> talk yeah. about deadline. Yeah. We blew every deadline there. Yeah. No doubt. Well, so around the Big 12, I feel like there's uh, a, a pretty good slate of, of interesting games this week. Um, and, you know, this one might be the, the most interesting. I don't know. But out of the rest of those that you guys see on that schedule, you know, which which are you kind of most interested in watching and and who do you like? Uh, I think that Texas Tech at Texas game is going to be really interesting. Uh, obviously, Texas stomped Rice last week, uh, had a new quarterback in Casey. He, he played really well. Um, but Tech usually plays well in Austin for some reason. They've got a lot of wins there. And, uh, you know, Tyler Slough, I think that's how you say it. Slough, I think, something like that. Yeah, he was he was the kid Iowa State beat last year in, at Oregon. Okay, all right. Okay. But anyway, he's, he's played really well for Tech. Uh, I, I think they've got a chance to pull off that upset. Mm. Okay. Randy, how about you? I'm looking at, at West Virginia at Oklahoma. I kind of I kind of like that game. Um, you know, people have said that that Oklahoma's not playing the greatest. I've read I've read um, stories and and some social media stuff where Oklahoma fans 
are, are grumbling a little bit. My gosh, kind of reminds me of Nebraska fans up here. Um, never satisfied, but I don't know what they want. But but anyway, um, um, shout out the shot for all our Nebraska people. But, yeah, yeah. But um, if West Virginia has got the kind of defense that that we we know that that team's getting or, or has and 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 can play and, and trending towards, I think that could be a good. I think that can be a. a a very good game because like I said, Oklahoma has not played the greatest. Um, at least I don't think they've lived up to their expectations of, of, of this team is going to be a world beater. And, um, you know, just go back to the opener against Tulane. I mean, my gosh, but uh, I, I want, I want to keep an eye on that one. I mean, I, I think Oklahoma will win. It's in, it's in Norman. Um, but, but nonetheless, I think, I think West Virginia, if it, if it gets down to, to a late-game situation, I've seen what happens sometimes, and this has not been this team, this Oklahoma team, granted, but I've seen – I saw Iowa State win there with a walk-on quarterback, I don't know, however many years ago, four or five years ago. So so uh, with a walk-on quarterback and a, quarter, and, and a quarterback, um, Joe Lanning, playing linebacker. So, um, yeah, I, I've seen things happen at Oklahoma. So I, I think we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Both of those games uh, to me should be worth watching, which we haven't always had that so far this season. You get a lot of, a lot of blowout type games, but um, you know, the one that you guys didn't mention that I'll throw in there is um, it's the iron skillet game is what they call it. TCU versus SMU, you know, uh, crosstown, uh, rival, or I guess not, not really cross town. They're both their own cities, but um, Dallas versus Fort Worth, you know, uh, TCU has been winning games to start the year, but Gary Patterson's team uh, about to face a pretty explosive SMU team uh, led by a kid, Tanner Mordecai at quarterback who was at Oklahoma. Uh, he's a former Waco kid right here at uh, Midway high school. And I'm going to be, writing a feature story about him, um, talking to him later today. So, um, they've been, they've been lighting it up SMU has. So, uh, this is a legit test for, for Gary Patterson and TCU. And I think that's going to be a, an entertaining game. So we'll see how that comes out. Excuse me. So Randy, uh, you wrote a, a column, uh, that I thought was a good read and, um, you know, proposed a very interesting idea for the future Big 12 after uh, our four new additions joined the conference. Um, and you tossed out the concept of a two-division system. Um, obviously, you know, that's that's not novel, but, uh, wh- but what you uh, proposed was that every two years those divisions would, would reshuffle and you wouldn't have the same teams in, in the division. Um, explain kind of, you know, why you threw that out there and your thinking there. And, you know, do you suspect there's any hope that the Big 12 would adopt such a model or does it make too much <laughs> sense? <laughs> I don't know. It, <clears throat> I know it was on the table the last time the Big 12 talked about this. The last time the Big 12 did this was 2016, whenever it was. Um, it was it was on the table, and I don't know which athletic director. It was an athletic director. I don't know which athletic director actually tossed it out, but I know that there was an athletic director that told me about it, and I thought it was really interesting. The Big 12 has been an out-of-the-box conference anyway, 
with it being the only power five conference that plays a full round robin schedule. So, so why not just stay out of the box? And so I talked to, I talked to the Iowa state university president at that time. And he also confirmed that, yeah, it's out. It was on the table back in 2016. So what, what it encompassed was they reshuffle the conference, the, the divisions every two years and why, because to, to, to maintain the home and homes, to maintain Iowa State going to Baylor one year and Baylor coming up here um, the next year, for example. So it gives fans a chance to see to see you know the teams every other year, which is you know up here in the Big Ten we don't see that. I mean there have been times when when Ohio State has not come to Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City for for consecutive I don't know how many consecutive years at a time, and that's 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 not fair to the fans. I mean they like to see. Team, the, the marquee teams like that. So that was discussed. And then you, and then you reshuffle and then you, you put the, you know, you, you do the, the overall record of the, the two year overall record conference record overall, you, you, you rank the teams and the first place team goes into one division. Second place team goes into the other division. So in other words, you've got the even and the odd divisions um, and it, it balances out and it, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it, it still maintained the, the non-conference scheduling. Um, back then it did. I don't know what's going on with non-conference scheduling when they, when they go to 12 or 14 or whatever they're going to go to. But um, no, I liked it. It, it, it balanced, it balanced um, the, the, the divisions. Maybe you'd have OU and UT in the same, and Oklahoma state in the same division one year, and you'd have them all separated another year. So I liked it. And is it on the table now? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I know I ran it by Jamie Pollard, the Iowa state athletic director a couple of weeks ago. And he kind of, he said that to me, he said, that's interesting. He said, he said he'd forgotten all about that and that he was going to have to, you know, to research that again. So maybe it will, maybe it will be on the table. I, you know, I don't know, but, uh, but if the big 12 is going out of the box anyway, they may as well stay out of the box. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Certainly, in the new era of college football, geography doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, no, exactly. We don't, yeah, they're they're all geographically challenged. Yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. Uh, so you know that 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 plays really no part in it. But it's a it's an interesting idea. We'll see how it uh, all plays out with the the new Big Twelve, uh, which will actually have 12 teams at one point, you know, so uh, well, it'd be nice to get back to 12. Um, well, Randy, again, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, so obviously uh, Iowa state comes to Baylor this year. Um, Baylor, I, you know, we'll go back to Ames, in, you know, ne- next year, I guess. Uh, so for John, he'll probably be the one up there. Occasionally I've made that trip with him. Um, we've been to Hickory Park a lot. Is, oh, yeah. there, is there any other place Hickory you know Park, up, up there that we need to check out uh, if we're going to Ames or that area? Um, yeah, there's there's um, there's a couple good pizza places, and na- I live in Des Moines, so um, oh darn, what's the name? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, you guys, if, if next year you get a hold of me and I'll drive up there, it's only <laughs> half hour, I'll drive up to Ames and and uh you know, and hook up with you guys. But Hickory Park is still, is still the, the, the very popular place for, for when people come in off the road, you know, come in on, come into games at Iowa state. So yeah. Yeah. We'll hook you up. 
All right, good. Hey, Bryce, I, I will say I've hit Hickory Park every time, and every time I've walked into Jack Tri Stadium, I've felt really bloated. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it the barbecue or is it the ice cream? It's both. <laughs> both. Okay. <laughs> You've got to get both. Yeah, you got to make room for the ice cream. Well, uh, that's really it for this week. Uh, Randy, thanks again for, uh, for jumping on with us. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, wish you a great season. All right. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Yep. Thank you, Randy. Thank you.